Thank you very much, uh, Rav Micha. Thank you very much, Rabbi Greenland. Um, I, I, I appreciate the kind words of introduction. Uh, it's, uh, it's a great schus and a privilege for me uh, to have gotten to know you and to start to have a window into the, into the exceptional chevra uh, that is gathered around you and that's here tonight uh, that I've had a chance to know about for decades from further away, got to know a little bit closer when there was such a thing as coming closer to people when we met uh, many of us together in, 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 in Rockville. But uh, you know, the, the, the more I, I learned about NCSY before, the more I was, I was taken and, and uh, it was a big motivation uh, to, to, to become involved in, in the OU, to be able to somehow, in some way, coax and help uh, this uh, this and this enterprise. And, and what you've done over these very trying uh, weeks, these very, very trying weeks, uh, the determination to maintain the chinuch um, and the, the, the inspiration and the connections uh, is something which is a model. It's a model for educators, it's a model for the entire Orthodox Union, it's the, a model for the entire Orthodox world. Um, I, from what I understand it, we're here tonight to learn, and we're here tonight to have a little bit of, of uh, chizuk and perspective, and so I want to use that time, the time that we have together, in that direction, uh, to speak a little bit about a, a, a phenomenon, which I think has been noted by many, and to perhaps build it up or build it out a little bit. Uh, the phenomenon which has been noted by many is that uh, we're now in the month of ER, we're in the middle of a pandemic, we're hopefully seeing the curve flatten, we're hopefully seeing uh, the worst of this behind us and get further and further behind us, Be'ezus Hashem, and we pray that uh, all this talk about um, waves and so on and so forth should should not materialize that the opposite that we should be able to 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 be zocha to merit to have the proper tools of refuah and of prevention and that this this should wither away and the people become stronger. The term which is known is that er stands for ani Hashem rofecha. It's written in Paiskim and Evan Ezer in Hilchay's Gitin where there's a question about how to spell the month of er with one yud or with two. We spell it with two. And the Siman Ledover, the sign to it is that it stands for Ani Hashem Reifecha, I am Hashem who heals you. And uh, this is written about and spoken about, and especially again in this season, many have invoked it, a mystical idea that somehow in this month, there's a special skula, there's a special quality of Rafua. Uh, it's not my... Um, it's not my bailiwick to speak about special skulos or, or, or the periods of time, but I would like to try to find some... Uh, understanding, some appreciation for what it means that this month, which is such a strategically placed month, such a strategically significant month, this is the month of Svira Sa'imer, the month which is completely taken up by the transition from Pesach to Shavuos. It's the month after Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and the month before Matan Torah, the month of the giving of the Torah the month after our redemption, our becoming a nation, and before we got our constitution, before we got the Torah, which defines what our mission is, uh, is completely about. 
And in there, we find this idea of Ani Hashem Reifecha, I am Hashem who heals you. So let's look at it a little bit. And basically, I'll tell you that what I want to try to present to you is that Chodesh Iyar, as Ani Hashem Reifecha, but more fu- fundamentally Chodesh Iyar, as the month where we go from Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim to the giving of the Torah, the original Chodesh Iyar, represents a fundamental shift that needs to be established in our perception of Hashem, of Hashem as Ani Hashem Reifecha, as I am Hashem who heals you. So what I would like, the way I would like to present this is in a few different phases, and we're going to start by looking directly at that posuk, the posuk of Ani Hashem Rofecha, a posuk which occurs in this window between Yitzias Mitzrayim and Matan Torah. It sounds like, to be, to be sure, it sounds like it happened not in Eeyore, it sounds like it happened in Nisan, shortly after Kriyas Yamsuf. But this is the posuk with when the Jewish people come to Mora, they've crossed over the Yamsuf, they come to Mora, they need some water to drink. The waters of Mora are bitter. Hashem sends Moshe Rabbeinu, shows Moshe Rabbeinu a stick. He throws it into the water, and it becomes sweet. Vayomer, and he says, Perek Tesvav, Posuk Chavav, in Parshas Beshalach. Im Shamoa Tishma, L'Kol Hashem Elokecha, Vayoshar Beinav Taseh. If you listen, if listen, you shall listen to the voice of Hashem, and do that which is upright in His eyes. If Vayazantel Mitzvahis of Hashemar Tekol Chukav, and you will listen to His mitzvahs and observe all of His commandments, all of the illness that I placed upon Mitzrayim, I will not place upon you. Because I am Hashem who heals you. There's the phrase, because I am Hashem who heals you. It's said in the context of saying what, you, what was experienced in Mitzrayim, all the illness that I visited upon the Egyptians in Mitzrayim, I will not visit upon you. I am your healer. I'm not your makeh. I'm not the one who smites you. I'm not the one who hits you. I am your, your healer. Ani Hashem Reifecha. As a note, which hopefully we'll come back to, the tour in the, in the Simon, I think, Kuf Tezayin, the tour, uh, Kuf, uh, Kuf Tezayin in, in Arachayim, by the Brach of Rafa'inu says that if you look at the Brach of Rafa'inu, you'll see it has 27 words. And if you look at this Pasuk, it has 27 words. It has 27 words. It's built somehow as a parallel to this Pasuk. This is the Pasuk of, I am Hashem who healed you. And so when we dive into Hashem, Rafa'inu Hashem, that Hashem should heal us, we somehow, we want to call ourselves back to this Pasuk. But listen to the amazing thing that the Ibn Ezra says on the context of this Pasuk, which teaches us so much about Ani Hashem Reifecha. The Ibn Ezra says, V'hinei devar mora hepach hamaka harishayna. Mora was the reverse of the first plague that Hashem visited upon the Egyptians. The waters of the Nile were sweet. They were the nourishing waters that made Mitzrayim the agricultural powerhouse that it was. And now they couldn't even drink from it. And here, the bitter waters are turned sweet. The Jewish people just came out of Mitzrayim. They saw Hashem's ability to whack, to smack, to destroy, to hurt, to harm. 
to take things and to turn them upside down in the negative sense. And now the Jewish people were out of Mitzrayim. And Hashem says, now I'm going to show you that that same God who was able to turn the sweet water and make it bloody and bitter, I want to show you that I can take the bitter water and make it sweet. Ani Hashem Reifecha. I am Hashem who's here to heal you, to make you better. Ani Hashem Reifecha. This is one first illustration, a primary illustration, the illustration of Ani Hashem Reifecha. It's such a fundamental idea. Let's bring one more illustration from just a couple of psukim and let's dwell then for a, a bit more on that fundamental. Very much in the next few paragraphs, at the end of Parshas Beshalach, we have the next story, the more lasting story of the water, which is where Moshe Rabbeinu has to uncover the Be'er, the well which would accompany them for 40 years. And as everybody knows, the first time Moshe Rabbeinu was actually instructed positively to strike the rock with his stick, later it would be perhaps a chet for Moshe Rabbeinu to do this, but now it was a mitzvah. And Rashi explains here, without drawing the contrast, but Rashi explains the mitzvah. And he says, Why does Hashem say to him that he should take the stick with which he had hit the yor? Says Rashi, The mata was the staff of Hashem. And people said, All you can use this for is to hit and to whack, to take the river and turn it into blood. This staff of God, it was used to hit, to strike Paro and the Egyptians. How many plagues in Egypt and at the sea? Now they can see that it is also capable of producing goodness, of bringing life-giving waters. There's a, a task that has to happen, that Hashem, excuse me, He needs to have an image change from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who had been the one who was the punisher of the Egyptians to the one who was the savior of the Jews. Something that the Ramban points out earlier in Parshas B'Shalach, and, and again, it's all crowded in there, in this stuff, the post Yitzias Mitzrayim period. An amazing thing, he says. So the Jewish people didn't really believe Right, they were arguing with Moshe Rabbeinu at Kriyas Yamsuf, they believe in Hashem. What's going on? Writes the Ramban, cryptically, but this is what he writes. He says, you know, in Mitzrayim, the Jewish people saw the power of Hashem. They had no doubt about the power of Hashem, but they saw a vengeful God. They saw God who took the bad guys and gave it to them. They never saw God do anything for them. In Mitzrayim, Hashem punished the Egyptians and the Jewish people were the lucky people standing on the sidelines, watching Hashem punish evil. And they didn't get punished. Oh, so we get to, 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 to sneak away, to get away. Kriyas Yamsuf was different than the Makos. The Makos were primarily punishments that secondarily benefited the Jews. Kriyas Yamsuf, the water split, the miracle happened for us. At Kriyas Yamsuf HaKadosh Baruch who showed that he wasn't just about punishing the Egyptians, he was about doing something for the Jewish people. When the Egyptians dropped, drowned at the Yamsuf was because the miracle ended. It wasn't a miracle to destroy the Egyptians, it was a miracle to save the Jews. It was a positive miracle. 
It was Ani Hashem Rofecha. It was I am Hashem who's here to heal you. And that's when we believed in Hashem. You know, I think we can all often ask the following question. I'm going to say for you a few words, a phrase. I'm going to say it flatly without any expression. Okay, imagine you're getting this as a text message and you have a chance to badly misinterpret the tone of a text message. It's not in capitals, it's in regular letters, no exclamation points, no emojis. Why did God do this to me? Why did God do this to me? Okay, add the emojis. If somebody was writing such a text message, what would you assume if you would try to ask how many times people say that out with their mouths? How many times are they saying it like this? Why did God do this to me? Why did God do this to me? What did I do to deserve this? And how many times do they say, why did God do this to me? What did I do to deserve this? We experience lots of challenges. We experience lots of good things. For some reason, the theological questions, the hand of God is always implicated when people are frustrated, when people feel cheated or hurt or somehow betrayed. But in Hodah, in thanks, in Ani Hashem Rofecha, we often look to him last because we're stuck. We're stuck with this perception of God Almighty instead of the perception which is really the perception which Torah, our belief system, is supposed to drill in us from the beginning. From when we say, Gomel chasodim tovim when we start praying to Hashem, that Hashem is the grantor of the greatest kindness in creation. And when we say in Hoda, we say, Hatov Shimcha, your name is good. It's a good quiz, by the way, for anybody. It's not just for students, but for adults. Ask them, say, no, do you know, uh, I, you know names for God? One of God's names is Tov. How do you know? Can you find it anywhere? Can you prove it? It's amazing how many times we say Shemana Esrei. Nobody will, hardly anyone will be able to note and say, yeah, it says in Shemana Esrei, Hatov Shimcha, you're the good one. Baruch Hashem, Hametiv. That's a case that has to be made. After Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, it was a case that had to be made. Hashem had to establish himself for Klal Yisrael, for the Jewish people, as the good one, as the one who's there to heal, as the one who's there to bring goodness, unremitting goodness. So whether it's Kriyas Yamsov, the miracle done for the Jewish people, whether it's Mora, where instead of turning the sweet waters of Mitzrayim bitter, instead Hashem turns the bitter waters of Mora sweet for the Jewish people, whether it's showing that the stick is also Mishantecha, it's also the supportive stick. It not just whacks the Egyptians, but it also there to produce the life-giving water for Klal Yisrael. That's the turnaround. You know, there's a famous, again, it's a Chazal, it's a Gemara. Rashi quotes it in Chumash partially. When the Jewish people were about to leave Mitzrayim, before Makas Bechoros, 
So Hashem said to Moshe, please, please tell the people to go and borrow stuff from the Egyptians, right? Borrow all that nice stuff, the silver and the gold. Borrow it, take it. Why? Shaloyomar oso tzadik. So that tzadik, Avram, shouldn't say, you know, vavodim vinu osam kiambohem. When he told me that he would enslave and afflict the Jewish people, that word he kept. But the promise afterwards that we would live with great wealth, that he never kept. So please do me a favor. I don't want Avram to be upset. It's a very interesting chazal, very strange chazal. People wonder, like, why is it if Hashem promised it, he has to keep his word just because Avram's going to call him on the carpet? And Avram's going to call him on the carpet because Avram says, hey, you did this, but you understand that's the transition between the two. Avram Avinu was the one who perceived the goodness of Hashem. Avram loved Hashem. Avram said, He said, Hashem built the world on kindness. He identified with Hashem's kindness. And Hashem came to Avram and he said, You know, the Jewish people will be in Egypt, they're going to suffer, and I'm going to come and I'm going to punish those Egyptians. And Avram Vinu was, was not impressed enough. He says, I, don't want, I, I, I want them to see the God of kindness. And Hashem said, They'll see the God of kindness. Because after I punish the Egyptians, which needs to happen, I'm going to give the Jewish people every blessing. I'm going to give them Ruchush Gadol. And Avram said, Atazai, that's good. I want them to see the kindness. And that's why Hashem said, 400 years later, 430 years later, He says, go do me a favor. Make sure. I need the Jewish people to see the kindness. I need them to see, Ani Hashem, Reifecha, I am Hashem who heals you. I am Hashem who takes care of you. This is so fundamental, and, and I know I'm, I'm preaching to the choir. The, the, the Simcha Sachayim, the joy of life, the joy of Yiddishkeit, that you share, that is infectious from NCSY leadership programming, everything which is done, the enthusiasm which is visible on your students, on your Talmidim, uh, for, for, for decades, and we could say at this point for generations, after having first been in the most wonderful way infected by it through the programming of NCSY, is all built on this premise. It's built on the privilege, the privilege of Torah, the privilege of a Torah life, the love of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the recognition of Ani Hashem Reifecha. And in fact, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, which was an event which is, as we know, yeah, it's the birth of the Jewish people. It was a wonderful, wonderful beginning for the Jewish people, but it was a painful beginning. It was a painful beginning. To frame it a little, to frame it out a little bit, if we can go do like a little bit of a, of a second phase. There were ten statements with which Hashem created the world. With ten statements Hashem created the world. There were ten makos that Hashem brought upon the Egyptians in Mitzrayim. In many sources, it says that the ten makos were really an undoing in a certain sense of the ten mamoros. They were showing that Hashem could break everything that He had once created. In, in Choshech, he could undo the Or. 
in Makas Bechoros, the plague of the firstborn, he could undo Bereshus. There, there are many, many parallels, and the, the Maral has a chapter where he tries to draw the parallels in the Gurus Hashem. There are all kinds of ways where that's explored, the exact parallel of it. But in Mitzrayim, Hashem demonstrated his mastery of the, over the world. But he demonstrated it by undoing that world, by breaking the nature that Hashem had once created. And then we have another ten statements of Hashem. And those ten statements, in a certain sense more familiar, are the Aseris Hadibros of Shavuos. The Aseris Hadibros of Hashem again comes on the scene, and Hashem again speaks. And now again, it's not words of destruction, but these are the ultimate words of creation. The words of Torah that Istakil ba'oraisa ubara alma. Hashem looked at the Torah, and for that He created the world, the most life-giving force in the world, kihem chayenu. And again, we have this transition from Mitzrayim, Yitzias Mitzrayim, which was an incredible demonstration, the foundation to a certain degree of our faith, but one which came with wounds, with breakdown. And we have to understand that that is just setting the stage, that it is the destruction of Mitzrayim that sets the stage for building something magnificent, for the ultimate statement of creation, which is the statement that comes through Torah. And the month, the stage, the intermediate stage, from one to the other is, the plagues are behind. I'm Hashem who heals you. We're now in the process of understanding building. And to understand that, yeah, plagues, makos, they break things. They break things down. They can bring a society to a certain degree to its knees. But then there's Eeyore. Then there's Ani Hashem Rofecha. And whenever something is broken down, in God's world, you understand, it's always a malacha. What's a malacha? A malacha is a, a creative act. And one of the lamites malachas, one of the 39 categories of work, which are mat- modeled after not just the Mishkan, but Shabbos Bereshis, but Hashem's creation, is stira, which is demolition, destruction. But it's only a malacha, it only reflects Hashem's world if it's demolition, almenas livnais, in order to build. Any destruction that comes from the hand of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is only so that something great can be built in its place. Something great can be built because of the space that was left, the area that was somehow cleared for more to happen, for great things, for great things to be able to happen. That's a perspective, a second perspective that we need to to have as we approach this month of year, this particular month of year. The value 
uh, of the first stage of the discussion, that we have to see Hatov Shimcha, the goodness that's in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That Hashem Himself had to move from the Makos of Mitzrayim, the plagues of Mitzrayim, to the life-giving force, to using that same staff to produce a life-giving force, to move from the destruction of the Makos to the beautiful creation and construction of the Dibros. Of the life of, of the giving life, from making the sweet bitter to making the bitter sweet. Yes, Hashem, we have to see Him, we have to experience Him, and we have to teach Him and inspire others to see Him, as we do in our heart of hearts as a life giving force. Eor, Ani Hashem Refecha. But we also have to understand that Makos, in one way or the other, when they come from the Rabbana Shalala, as they visibly do, they're always soser almanas livnos. There's always something to be built from it. Yitzias Mitzrayim was very harsh, very difficult. There's a reason why we, we limit our halal, as everyone knows what the Yalkut, what the Medris says, we limit our halal on Pesach because there was so much destruction in it. But it was demolition. It was soser almanas livnos. It was to build something. And I think, and I know that all of us, in our own way, we don't understand exactly, forget, let, let me scratch that sentence, we don't understand, period, why. Why we're going through, the world is going through such a makkah. But all of us have in our minds what the peace of Almenas Livnos we have zeroed in on. The growth, the change of focus, the sharpening of focus, something that's going to come out different as a result of all of this. Almenas Livnos, Ani Hashem Rofecha. That's this transition to see the healing, to see going from one stage to another. If I can, I just want to conclude. I want to conclude with some way to latch onto this thought. You know, tefillah, which is something which is, I think, different for all of us today than it was six weeks ago. Tefillah is a place sometimes to really latch on to ideas. And uh, so I want to just give you a little hook. If these thoughts mean something, if they struck a chord with you, some place where you can sort of lock it in or hang it on. And that's the bracha of Rifa'inu and Shemana Esrei. The bracha that has 27 words, like the pasuk of Ani Hashem Rofecha. The Pasuk, which the Torah also says, has 27 words, like the 27 Psukim in the Parsha of Brismila. 27 Psukim. 27 words. The Gemara, in the beginning of the second parak of Megillah, as you know, discusses the order of the Shemana Why we say this bracha, then that one, then the next one, and ask, why is Rafainu where it is? And the Gemara says, Rafainu is the eighth bracha of the Shemana and the reason why it is the eighth bracha is because it is there in the place of Mila, the mitzvah of bris Mila. Because, the, as the Gemara says, in the mitzvah of bris Mila, Hashem said, you have to go and you have to wound that baby. And Hashem, of course, is not saying, that you should do anything more than just give that baby that cut. And then it's going to heal. It's going to be healed. 
the mitzvah has built into it the assumption of healing. And so the brach of Rifa'inu is associated with the mitzvah of brismila. Many people, as you may know, will make a special effort when a baby is crying at a bris. It's a, there's sources, very early sources for it, to daven, and to daven specifically for a chola, for someone who's not well. Because mila is the paradigm of healing. 27 psukim about mila, 27 words in Rafa'inu. The eighth bracha the Shemaneser because the eighth day of mila. But think about it. Mila is the maka, so to speak, that Hashem brings. He tells you to do it. You don't do it if Hashem didn't tell you to do it. It's done because Hashem brought it. And Hashem says, yeah, I'm the one who brings the wounds. And I'm the one who brings the healing. And it's always constructive. That child comes out of that mila, not wounded, but forever identified, forever carrying with him the connection to HaKadosh Baruch And we hope, and we pray, and we work, and we commit ourselves that whatever the wounds, whether our current communal and for many people very close to personal, fresh wounds, that we turn it into the understanding that I bring the wounds, but I'm there to bring the healing. And that's my main gig. I'm the Hashem who's here to heal you. I'm Hashem of the mamoros of creation and the dibros of bringing meaning and life to that creation. That's, uh, that's what I wanted to share with you. This is the month where we remember that Hashem's name is goodness. This is the month where we remember that whatever wounds come, whatever demolition comes, it's only almanas livnos because great things are going to be built from it. You, people who are dedicating their lives and with so much more challenge and so much more difficulty during this period and having had to make some very, very difficult and painful decisions of your own in this, in this time, which, which, which I, 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 I can only try to imagine how difficult they were. To frame all of this, Rufa'inu Hashem, ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu, ask Him, Hashem, we've seen the hard stuff. Show us the good stuff. This is the month where you showed us that you not only can turn the sweet to bitter, but that your main thing is to turn the bitter into that which is sweet and to ultimately grant us the ultimate sweetness, the Torah, Hamasukimid Vashvinofes Sufim. May Akarj Baruch give each and every one of you, each and every one of us, strength, inspiration to see his goodness and to see the path to build the healing from all of the difficulty and all the destruction that has surrounded us. Thank you for the opportunity to spend time together with you.